Hey, everybody. Thanks for jumping on to today's podcast. My friend Jared Thomas is with me today. He was with us a few weeks ago to talk about self-awareness. Today, he's jumping on to talk about uh, our comfort zones and how it's a totally overused term, but how it's been diluted and how it what it actually means. I think you're going to get a lot of thought out of today's podcast as we work through some of these challenging topics that we use for examples and how it stems emotional responses. So dig in and really uh, think deep and open up your minds to some of the things we're talking about to get yourself to grow. Hope you enjoy. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Beyond Average podcast. I am here with my friend, Jared Thomas again. We've been working on a lot of stuff together and uh, we got another good podcast today. Yeah, I'm excited. What are we um, talking about, Jared? I think let's let's start off and talk about some God, I don't know. I mean today's 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 inauguration day, and regardless of what what side of the, the aisle you sit on or what political spectrum you see through, um, it's not hard to tell that it's an uncomfortable time in our in our country right now. Yeah. Um and I think that that's, I think that that's a common theme over the last year, um, and and I guess I want to, so I guess I want to start off and 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 talk about um, you know some of the I've, as I was thinking about what we're going to talk about today, um, some of the phrases that we use those euphemisms right like mm-hmm. have you ever just thought about why we say things we do. Actually, like, it's funny that you bring that up because in the last week I've really been working on like how I speaking being intentional with some of the things I say. And it's because I want to get better this year at like podcasting at, you know, at my videos that I'm doing um, and how I'm communicating with clients, like just bringing more success into it, um, leveling myself up. So I've been like re-listening some of my, some of my things that I'm doing because I want to learn and I'm going to pick apart what I don't like, where I feel like I could be more intentional and where I want my, what I'm saying to be, I don't want to be ever be misconstrued. Like I want it to be super clear and what I mean is what the point gets across. Yep. So it's funny that you bring that up. Well, and it's, you'll notice, especially as, as we start to get this, get this more, I know that, oh, you probably know this, but like in a normal conversation, you'll mm-hmm. see me just like pause and kind of stare off It's because I'm really choosing my words. I'm sure yeah. you'll be able to hear it. I mean, I can hear it when I listen back to our, to our first podcast I'm like, okay, I, I know what I'm thinking in that moment, but it just sounds like awkward dead air to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> like, did the, did the mics just cut out? <laughs> yeah, like, all right, well, that was it. Weird weird ending, Sopranos, but... Or no, it was Godfather. I don't know, I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but I got to thinking, like, some of the, the phrases we use, right? Like, you need to clean this top to bottom. Like, okay, well, why do we say top to bottom? Well... Because when we clean something, if you start at the bottom, like think about when you're washing your vehicle, right? If you start by cleaning the bottom and then go to cleaning the mud off the top, it's just going to run down onto the stuff you've already cleaned. So naturally, why would we clean it any other way than top to bottom? Right. I mean, and there's countless other ones. Um, People are probably thinking of something right yeah. now. Like, I mean, I was giving, giving my eight-week-old son a bath this morning. And the, as I was thinking about some of this, like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, he, he peed in his little tub thing. I was like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Why? Why would we even think that phrase is was, worth saying? Was a baby at some point thrown out with the bathwater? I mean, it's just a little pee diluted. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's really not worth that. But just thinking about some of those things and, and, and 
as you say these normal euphemisms throughout the day, like, or throughout the, you, you just start picturing, like, why do we say that? Yeah. But, but one that's really stood out to me and, and looking back on, on 2020, and I know this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but 2020 for me was comfortable. Okay. It's, it was comfortable. And if you think about, I mean, yeah, the pandemic, yeah, the, the elections and all that stuff, but, but think about it. We got up and we all, not all of us, but a lot of us in this country started working from home. Yep. Those of us who had to wear dress clothes all day, now we're wearing sweats to work. We didn't, you know, we had more time. We were at home. We were doing things. Like, it was just comfortable. But but one of the, the, the phrases that we use, you know, we step out of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Step out of that comfort zone. And it's really resonated with me of why. So as we look at, at 2021 and what we want to accomplish, you know, saying, I need to step out of my comfort zone. But that's because where there's contentment, where there's comfort, there's no reason to grow. Like, you think about it from from the perspective of like your stove is hot, right? Yeah. Like you can lay your hand on that hot hot surface, but until you feel the discomfort of the heat of that stove, you have no reason to pull your hand off of it. Yep. Until you feel discomfort, you have no reason to grow. You have no reason to change because why would I? And I think that term gets it's been so heavily used that it doesn't, it's just like lost its meaning. Right. And so we hear it every year or we hear people, you know, encouraging other people and be like, you just got to step out of your comfort zone. And why is it said so much? It's because the people who actually have done it understand the power of the times that they have stepped out of the comfort zone, the rewards that they reaped from doing so. And so then they're like, dude, I got this from stepping out of my comfort zone. Like I received this blessing from stepping out of my comfort zone. You should do it too. Just step, you can do it. Just step out of your comfort zone. Just step. And so it's that common, uh, you know, that expression I feel like for a lot of people to use to encourage somebody else, but they're not sure what that right. actually means. Like what is the tactical practical that I take from that expression that, well, how do I step out of my comfort zone? Like, what, what does that mean? Well, and it's, God, I got so many things running through my mind right now. I mean, let's get it, man. For, for me, I mean, there's so many different areas that, that as I look at, at 2020 and, and the big things that, that I know that, that God has, has aligned for our lives this, mm-hmm. this year and, and the next step in my life, I know that it's uncomfortable. And, and even as, as take this step into, um, you know, the last podcast we did was, um, a month ago now, whatever. Yeah. I haven't listened to it until I listened to it the first time because I was like, Oh, you know, the excitement of like, look, first podcast. I'm, I'm on Spotify. Like, yeah. This is a big deal guys. Um, that's awesome, dude. But I listened to it the first time and I listened to it just through the lens of just listening to it. Like this is excitement. You know, it's new. It's something cool. Like whatever. Yeah. yeah. But in developing content, I refuse to listen to it because I'll be self-critical and it'll, sure. it'll make me nervous and I don't want to do it again. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'll, I'll lose my motivation to move forward. Sure. But why? Because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable to see, look in the mirror and see, oh, okay. Well, when you take a pause to be inflective, everyone thinks you're just tone deaf for a moment or you know it's just dial tone for a moment and you've lost your train of thought mm-hmm. which you know half the time I, I do but at the same time 
it's uncomfortable to listen. You know, oh, I don't like the way I look on camera. I don't like the way I sound on camera. I say Whatever, too many ums in between my sentences. Right. It's like you can start eating yourself up, especially when you're new. Right. It's one thing when you're experienced um, and then you're you're wanting to improve. Like so from my aspect of how I was like looking at myself from this aspect might be totally different than how you're judging yourself on camera or on audio right now. Right. You know what I mean? And how, how in depth that could either propel you or potentially slow you down. Well, and even, I mean, I, I know that, I, I know that there's parts and, and I got some feedback from some, some friends on after they've listened to it. They're like, man, I just love the passion you have for the topic that, that you were talking about last time with that vulnerability and, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. And, and there's more to come on that because it, it is truly a passion area for me, but how that passion comes across might be seen as abrasive to other people. Sure. I mean, yep. yep. I, man, I'm just passionate in this. I'm passionate. In this is this is something that's that's truly important to me, but it might be seen as uncomfortable to someone else, or or someone else's response to your passion may be uncomfortable for you. So does that mean you need to change? No, but it means you need to. I don't know. Maybe maybe I stepped too far out from from where I was rationalizing that thought process going. But 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 being able to review that is not comfortable. Yes. But it doesn't mean that that it's something you need to change. It's just an area to grow. Maybe I'm not going to change. Not maybe I'm not going to change where I'm passionate about because someone sees it differently or sees where I'm passionate yes. as abrasive. But yes, it isn't an, an area of uncomfort or discomfort so that I can I can look at that and say, okay, this is an area that maybe I need to grow. Maybe I need to channel my passion differently mm. so that it's mm-hmm. not seen as abrasive, but it still s- satisfies that need of of expressing my passion. Yeah, and we we kind of touched a little bit on that on our last podcast together. And um, I think part of it, I t- we touched on like how we can be so passionate about something. Sometimes you can be like polarizing right. with your opinion. And I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I'm totally that way a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Like there's there's some beliefs that I have that I am like, I'm all in on. And there's so many people that are like wishy-washy on their beliefs. And I'm just not, usually if I'm on, I'm on one side or the other, I don't like riding fences. I don't like gray areas. I'm black or white. Yep. Like I'm going to pick those sides. And so, and I'm very aware of it. You know, and so I, I had to work at those things on like, hey, like you need to tone it down here. You need to tone it down here because I can't, you can't influence the right way. Um, or, you know, you might influence some people, but you're not grasping the ones that need to be grasped sometimes because the people that you're grabbing are already just probably as, as passionate yeah. as you are um, about it. But yeah, how do we increase that influence with with showing our passion and uncomfortability all at the same time. It's funny when you bring it up because I just talked about this on a live yesterday morning at 5.30 about how I'm like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, but just so you guys know, and it's relatable to people, I'm not comfortable talking about a lot of subjects that I talk about. Yeah, but those are the most meaningful. But they're the most meaningful. If I'm talking about them, usually they've been weighing on my heart about to Mm -hmm. speak about it. And a lot of it I talk about isn't because I see something and I just want to talk. It's because it's actually played some sort of relevance in my life. It's a stretching point that I'm going through. It's a struggle that I'm going through. Um, and I know by speaking on those things that it can be very relatable to your guys' life. Not comfortable for me to do. You know, and it's, it's challenging. But like you said, it's an area that we can step in a way to step out of that comfort zone 
that that's an example right there, right? We talk about how are you actually doing it? Well, and that's that's just it. So it is uncomfortable to be in that gray area for, for a lot of us, and especially on those areas where we are truly deeply passionate to to sit in that in that gray area, because I'm I'm dug into my side. I understand, and that's you know that whole reality of of debates is debates don't change people's minds debates make you dig in deeper into into your own side Mm -hmm. um and there's different forms of it um if you look into the socratic method and some of that asking questions Mm -hmm. and and being able to rationalize it and you have to a socratic debate is is a lot more of just asking questions Yes. And and letting the other person kind of rationalize the answer that you're going to give. And then you have to be able to change it or consume it in a way that you can apply it to the next, to keep it going. Yeah. And it's actually a great way to, and it's a way that I've, it's funny that you bring it up because we've actually never talked about this, but I've actually studied that in the last yep. several months. Um, and it would be in the reason why is because. I want to argue less with people about my beliefs, but communicate more. Right. And so that it's a, it's a method to be able to, for an example, let's say you were like, well, I, I totally disagree with, with this stance. And I could be like, well, and I'm the opposite way. So let's say you're anti-gun, I'm pro-gun. And I, and I could be like, well, what, what is it that you're so anti-gun about? Like, instead of just being like, well, that's dumb. It's the Second Amendment. You should support it. Right. Instead of me attacking that way, which I'm guilty of, you know what I mean? So this is a great method to improve on those stances. And I can be like, well, Jared, why Why is it that you would be, be anti-gun? And it causes Jared then in, to stop and actually, instead of just using emotion to say, I hate guns, I don't support right. them, he has to think of actual logical reasons why. And it gets him thinking deeper, and it gives me a chance to slow down, think about my topics, listen, meet people where they're at a little bit, and then communicate more. And as we as we look at, um, I'm trying to think of, of, tons of psychologists have said it, but the one that I'm trying to think of the most is, you know, if we look at how our brain functions, mm-hmm. I want to say it's Simon Sinek, but I could be off on that. Um, I remember where I was at when I heard it, but I don't remember who I was watching when I said when they said it. But anyway. You're ne- smarter than me. Neither so. here nor there. Um, <laughs> When we look at how, how the brain functions, right? We look at um, how quickly we can bounce back to to that four mind thinking mm-hmm. as as resilience, um, and and however you want to say it. But when we get to a, a, a raw emotional response, we're using our our, our hind brain, um, and they you've maybe heard it called lizard brain or whatever it is. Okay. But that that true reactionary fight or flight actions come from the very lower level of, of thinking that that fight or flight in, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have to have that protection, that safety before you can move on to higher level rationally thinking. Mm. So when we get into these polarizing and these, um, uh, passionate discussions or, or even anywhere where we're passionate about stuff, that emotion takes over and it pushes us a lot more into that that lizard brain, that that reactionary thinking where it's, nope, someone said this, but I can shut that down right here, this one thing. And it makes sense to you because you've been thinking through it all the time, mm-hmm. but all it does is force each other down into that hind, hindbrain thinking. Yeah. So the more you can take and, and in, intellectualize... In, 
think smarter about things. <laughs> Intellectualize. <laughs> is that the right word? <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. Is that a word? <laughs> I used $5 word and it backfired. But um, the, the, the more you can push that back to your front, your cognitive ability to just reason and, and hear what the other person is saying, it might be uncomfortable because it's asking you to step out of that comfort zone. It's asking you to step out of that area where I feel safe. I know how to, I know how to combat this argument. Mm-hmm. I'm safe there. I can, but it's asking you to come back into that four, le- four mind level of thinking, yeah. that higher level of reasoning and say, okay, well, I'm going to step out of this comfort zone and say, okay, let me, let me, let me agree with you that maybe there is more than one level or more than two genders how many should there be? Mm-hmm. And to continue and have that that discussion. Sure. You know what? It's not changing my mind, but I'm able to see someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. We're able to, okay, I'm a little bit smarter for hearing this. Now I can have my next conversation with one level up of, okay, well, I've heard this argument before. Can we have a d- deeper discussion? And as we talk about unity and, and like I said, how how uncomfortable it is in our country right now, how do we come back together? It's being able to have those difficult conversations and being able to say, you know what? I'm deeply emotionally attached to this way of thinking. That's not going to change, but I know that your way of thinking isn't going to change either. What we have to learn how to do is come back together and have hard conversations. Yep. You know, for so long, I, I don't know if you were, but... For so long, we've been taught that you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about these different things that you don't talk about with people. Right. But all it's taught us to do is not be able to talk about them. Not, yeah, to be able to not have discussion and not have debate. You know, it's turned debate into like war. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, and that's, you know, that's that's the wrong mindset. Debate has always been a, a huge part of of everything. It, it's it's healthy to have healthy debate because there debate. Even when I say it here, what's my first thought? I say debate and people like I'm thinking, well, that's that's a negative term. Yep. Debate is not a negative word. We've turned it into this negative word yep. because that's all we see. We've given it that power. It, and we've changed we've changed the actual meaning of debate to mean argue. Yep. And it doesn't. Debate does not mean argue. Debate means discussion. Discuss. And so we have to be able to discuss and debate things and Guess what part of debating is? We always think of it as, as speaking. It's also listening. listening. <laughs> well, and so. that's where... I, going back to why we say the things we do. So often... Uh, 2020 specifically, right? We, we The mask debate. The mask mm, debate. Mm-hmm. Whether we should wear masks or I'm not. I'm heavy on this one. You are. <laughs> I've noticed. I mean, um, I'm wearing a shirt that says free man right now. <laughs> I mean... Come on. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I'm heavy on it, but I 100% have empathy for certain situations. Yes. And I don't – and not once. And I literally say this. Not one time have I gone up to somebody and looked at them and been like, your mask is stupid. Right. Take your mask off. I don't do that. Well, now, I might look at you and – think you should take your mask off in my own brain but i'm not yelling at people to take their mask off on the flip side of things people who aren't wearing masks are being yelled at to put a mask on well you know and so it's it's an interesting and it's an interesting it is piece. And, and 
on that conversation topic, I think that you and I align too much to have that conversation <laughs> getting, void of someone who yes, disagrees. I agree. And here's but here's the thing. I am all for you wearing a mask if it makes you feel comfortable. Yep. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I really think we're going to step into a dangerous area where we're, <laughs> we're both a little bit blind on, yeah, the, on the other true, side. Yeah, true. Well, and, we, and you have to think about our environment, where we live. Right. That plays a huge factor for us. Like, But here's the thing. When we're talking about these things, we have – you heard us just express a belief that yep. me and Jared both have. But we, but we both understand part of why we have those beliefs and part of it is our current environment, yep. where we live, the type of lifestyles we're able to have because we where we live. Right. That does change our outlooks. Well, and uh, right. So, so or can change it, your outlooks. It, 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 it should. Yeah. It should. But going back to the the phrase that we heard so often, this mask debate shouldn't be political. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be political. Politics is a discussion on opposing points of view, opposing policies. Sure. Right? Yeah. It absolutely should be political. It shouldn't be politicized. Mm. It should not have been a, a deep thought. Republican versus Democrat yeah. position yeah. to say that if I'm wearing a mask, that I'm a Democrat, yep. right? That association should have never been made, but it is legitimately a political discussion because we needed to be able to have the discussion of differing points of view and rationally talk about them. Now, we're probably not the right people, right? Mm-hmm. I understand how to read research studies. Yeah, I can make job. my, that's my job. <laughs> yeah. I can make an informed decision for myself and my family, but I'm not a doctor. Yep. I'm not in ICU. I don't know what it's like. hundred percent. On the flip side, those people are wearing medical grade masks and they're saying, yes, these are saving lives. Okay. I don't trust the data, but that's okay. It needs to be a discussion to have. And you know what? Like you said, never once have I walked into, you know, I, I have a good friend at work. Her, her mom is battling cancer right through the middle of this, like mm, three weeks mm-hmm. into it. Got told this, right? I'm, I'm not going to wear a mask at work unless I'm told to. But I brought her coffee one day and I was wearing a mask the entire, like even in the car. Yeah. Like I have something that you're going to put up to your mouth. Sure. And I know that that's a, that's a potential to, to kill your mom. I'm not going to risk it because yeah. I care about you as a person. Yeah. But the antithesis of saying that if you don't wear a mask, you're solely responsible for killing 400,000 people right now in this country. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. Right. But it's a passionate area that we've been able to, that we've been reluctant to move back into that four mind of thinking. Mm-hmm. And have a discussion like we're having right, right now. And again, I don't think that, that we should probably go deeper into this particular one because yeah. we share the same perspective and it's just going to be... Right, and the fact that we're in it. Well, right. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody's in it right now. So again, it's a high emotional response. But yep. it's a great way to start thinking. Like, you, could, everybody probably listened to that. Great example. And we brought that up as an example right. purposely for you guys because right when it turned that on, if you haven't turned this podcast off by now (laughs) you know what i mean like you instantly probably got a little emotional on on one side i'm not saying like tears emotion i'm just saying like you created emotional response whether i agree with you man or yep this guy's an idiot yep and and so and so purposely brought that up because it responded uh, it brought back an emotional response and you instantly went back brain or forebrain with that now were you able to sit back and be like, okay, I'm going to listen and bring this to the forebrain yep. and 
I'm going to hear the discussion. I'm going to think about my talking points, but I'm going to listen. And, and so great well, and the training thing is, is just to hear. Just to hear. You know what? Like, yeah. like it is, is, why do you think that? Why yeah. do you think that they're not effective? Well, I have a study that I read and I agree with. That's yep. probably confirmation bias, whatever. But being able to ask, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, you're wrong. Two completely different responses. Right. And it's uncomfortable to say, why? And remember this, no matter what side you lay on, let's use this topic as an example, but any topic, there's a reason why somebody came to that conclusion of yes. what they believe in. And that's worth listening in on. And so if, if you were thinking, if, if, if you are if you love wearing your mask and you think everybody should wear a mask, you should still be open-minded. Like, why are so many people reluctant? There's got to be a reason why. I should listen in on that because it obviously is important to a lot of people. Right. And on the flip side, I don't like wearing a mask. If you don't like wearing a mask, there's a reason why a lot of people are want to wear one or want you to wear one. It must be important to them. I should listen in and look into why it's so important to them. It, like we talked about, might not change your stance or your belief. That's cool. But at least you dug in and you met them where they're at and you're gaining perspective, which guess what? That doesn't give up your power to gain perspective and give knowledge and see where people are at. doesn't give up your power. It actually gives you some power to be able to do that. That's relatable back in every single situation, whether it's your marriage. <laughs> Jared's over here like, oh, bro, you're smoking me right now. No, nope, like, nope. But it's, it's funny because, you know, even as men, we think about like, well, I don't, I don't want to listen because I don't want to give up my power. Like, I want to, you know. Yeah. But it's the exact opposite, you guys. Like, you're actually gaining power and gaining freedom by educating. And it's not always educating is the wrong word. By listening in and learning. So, so I want to take this a different way, and yeah, yeah, and I, I pulled out my phone and and made a note because I knew I wanted to. There was something we said. You like, would lose it if you didn't write it down. Fifteen minutes. I was looking around for a pen because that's what I prefer. But <laughs> I just need to know better next time. And it, it's. I was trying to figure out how we segue into this, but it's great because you just. I don't know how we segued into any of this, Jared. I don't either. This we were so just, far off the, of what I was planning yeah, to talk about. We were talking about comfort zones, and guess well, what? I'm tying this, back. This is getting us out of our comfort zone hardcore right now. I'm Jeez. Okay. I'm tying it back. Uh, so you talked about power, right? Losing power. Yeah. Losing power. Yeah. And that's exactly the, the word that I wrote down to bring me back Nuh-uh. to that. It was, was, well, it was control. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. And in so many different aspects of our life, right? It's uncomfortable because we've grown up in an, in an era where we can control our everything. We can control our destinies. Mm, we control mm-hmm. what we see on TV. We can control what what we do in life. Yeah, that that freedom. Look back a hundred years ago, life wasn't about control. It was you survived. Yep, you, you worked to survive. To yeah. I mean, and even to the sense of of like our 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 careers, mm-hmm. right? You don't like a career, or you don't like your job. We'll just leave. I have control over my destiny. Where yes. back in the day, I mean, I don't say back in the day, but. But even, 20 even years a, ago. a generation ago, yes. people were, I found a job at, at whatever organization and I'm staying there until I retire. You started and retired. And I think the statistics now, and I don't quote me on this, but me and my wife were just looking at these like six months ago. And like our generation changes jobs in their first 10 years of being in the job field. Like three, four times. I think it was double that. Really? I think it was closer to like eight. And I could, I could be wrong. I, I struggle sometimes remembering exacts. Um, and I've, it's been long enough, but it, it was a number like three or four doesn't surprise me, but it, I remember it being a number that really like, was like, Whoa, 
Like yeah, that's is that accurate? It like, is. I, I thought I think it was closer to like eight to ten, but so and the the astounding the astounding part of that is, is that our generation I don't say our generation, but but starting at our generation and the the younger generations from us are willing to statistically take a lower paying job to have a better experience. Mm-hmm. They have that control over their lives. So when we look at stepping out of that comfort zone, and, and, and don't take this as a, if your job sucks, stay with it point, because that's not what I'm saying. But the ability to control every aspect of our lives has become comforting. When we look at stepping out of our comfort zone, and I talked about it in one of my one of my videos um, coming soon. Okay, is is faith? Right? Mm-hmm. Faith is uncomfortable. Always, because you can't see it. You can't see it. You don't know, and that's by definition what faith is. Yeah. So when we look at what what happened all, all throughout 2020, right, where we didn't know about the virus, we didn't know about political unrest, we didn't know about uh, civil unrest, anything like that we had to give up that comfort of being in control. Um, and, and it's funny because this is kind of where I would hoped we got today with this. I didn't know how we were going to get here. Yeah. But right as we were setting up the camera, I read a post um, from my wife's on Facebook. Um, and she talked about just that, that when news came of the pandemic and, okay, we, we all got to shut down the world and all that stuff. God, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? The whole purpose of all of this is you can't grow until you step out of your comfort zone. It's uncomfortable to not go to our to go to our eight to five job or whatever you you know our routine. It's uncomfortable to be out of our routine. It's uncomfortable to have to be home for for three weeks because you're out of work. And I'm not trying to make light of that, whatever. But it's uncomfortable, and unless there's discomfort, there's no reason to grow. There's no success if you don't continue to grow, and there's no reason to, to grow unless there's discomfort. If there's not stress and stretching, like I love to think about how a piece of sand in a, per, in, in a clam or an oyster turns into gets a pearl. turned into pearl. It's because of the pressure. Same thing with a lump of coal in a diamond. In a diamond, it's because of the insane amount of pressure, like the amount of force, yep. the amount of uncomfortable. You know, like I love that, and I actually it's so weird, dude. Because I was just thinking about this on the drive back last night, like on a different analogy. It's just weird how things tie in and align. I was just thinking about that, and that's why I just brought it up. I never thought of that. It's just funny how it lines up, man. Um, but like. It just takes, same with, I've used the analogy of your muscles don't grow unless they're under stress. Like they they have to be broken down. We as humans, as people, in order to grow, have to be broken down to rebuild back up, to build back stronger and just become better and establish growth. And it sucks. And that's exactly why. Across clinical psychology, and I'm going to step out of limb because I don't really know this answer, but I'm going to talk like you mean I do. You're not, you're not an expert in I'm clinical not. psychology? I'm not. All right. I, I read Google once. Um, Fair enough. Let's go. <laughs> but, and, and it probably is backed up because it makes so much sense. But no matter what your success outcome is, no matter what your success metric is, right? Mm-hmm. 
being a better parent, being a better spouse, just having better relationships, being more successful at my job, uh, uh, whatever, you know, more stronger fitness. That's not a way to say that, but you know what I mean? No, yeah, um, you're right. Let's go. That is only, it, it, not only, growth predicts success, right? No matter how you're statistically measuring it, growth predicts success. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to grow in an area, you will not have success in that area. Likewise, unless you're unless you have discomfort, you will not grow. Like statistically that I, I can't quote it because I but I'm sure there's studies out there. It it statistically shown that if there is no discomfort, there is no growth. And if there's no growth, there is no success. Same thing like we tied in tied in earlier. Maybe we did. Maybe this is part of my imagination. But I want to get better at being a parent, right? I have to be able to look at you're being too hard on them. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable when you ask, how do you spell the word school? And I know my kid knows it, but he just breaks down crying. Okay, why? That breaks my heart. But it has to have that discomfort to be mm-hmm. able to see what do I need to change. It needs to be able to – the discomfort of, God, I haven't talked to my wife in three days. I wonder why she's mad. I have to have that discomfort to be able to address the situation and move move forward together. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I you know what? I, I know I need to, to get to that next step in my career. I need to put in more hours. I need to have that discomfort of – that's probably not statistically proven to be true, but I need to put more in. I need to be discomforted so that I can show that I'm ready for that next successful, that next level of success and get there. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes to, to like our, our walk with, <clears throat> excuse me, our walk with God, um, that time of prayer, God, I'm not in control. Mm. I don't know how to handle this. And that's okay because you do. But that, that discomfort of relinquishing control. You know what? I don't want to record myself talking for for ha- half an hour because I don't know what I'm going to say and, and it's uncomfortable and I feel like I'm rambling and whatever. You know what? You need to step into the discomfort of, of whatever that is because somebody has a – you have a message that I'm going to give you that somebody needs to hear. Right, right. You need to live in that discomfort so that you can grow. That doesn't mean that your life has to always be discomforting or uncomfortable because you need some of those times of, of just rest and recovery. And you know what? Yeah. I just need to sit here and and recharge. But those times of, of growth, those times of, of discomfort where you grow are needed – so that you can know how to get through there, get through those things and come out stronger. Yeah. And I think like, you know, if you want to, you know, relate back, you know, even look at like the seven days of creation. I mean, it's six days of action. It's six days of God having action and creating and vision. And then like what Jared just said, you have to have those times of rest. And like the seventh day was rest it was sabbath it was and it was meant to be that way yeah it was designed that way yes and so you look at okay i need discomfort i need discomfort discomfort i need some rest it's it's okay like it's exactly right man like we don't have to always be chasing that discomfort either because there's going to be these ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys in times of of growth and then figuring it out so it's 
it's it's it's interesting because I literally just said this yesterday too. It's just like it's really hard to put yourself out there. Like like you can, you you can be this is hard putting yourself out there trying to help people with a message that you feel like you're called to deliver um trying new things any it, it just bettering yourself in the personal development and then this is you want to know what's easy sitting on the sideline judging other people for putting themselves out there that that's you know that's easy that's that that's comfortable and we talked about that's that sitting, last time too yeah that's sitting on the sideline but it's not expelling you know and going outside and, and going beyond the linear confines of average like get out get get out of the sidelines get off of the sidelines and do something hard so if if you if if you want your mind really blown for a minute take it take a second to really internalize this If you've spent too long in the comfort zone, that should be discomforting to you, mm-hmm. right? Think about Dude, it. Come in, on, man. Think about it in terms of hunting, right? You know, growing up, upland hunting and pheasant hunting, that you're like, okay, I know there's a pheasant here, and I'm gonna walk around and make noise, but then when it comes time, you gotta stop. You gotta just stop and be silent for a little bit, and those birds will flush up. They get on. They get they, uncomfortable. They get uncomfortable with your presence there because. They've been comfortable too long. I'm hiding, I'm hiding, I'm hiding, I'm comfortable here. But all of a sudden, I don't need to hide anymore, and I've stayed here too long, and now it starts to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The longer you're in your comfort zone, the more discomfortable you should be with being in the comfort zone. Because you're programmed to grow. You're programmed to continue to succeed in life. You're programmed to not be stagnant. You're supposed to continue to find that discomfort and grow from it. Because... That's what that's what we've been designed to do is succeed in life. We're not meant to, you know what? That's fine. This is I've got this steady paycheck coming in. I don't have to do anything. I can just sit here. I can punch in eight, leave at five, same paycheck, same routine over and over and over again. That's why we have so many people have those midlife crises because they're like, God, what have I done with my life? I haven't fulfilled my purpose. The purpose, yeah, it doesn't have meaning. You know, like what we talked about, dude, that's a, that's a great, that's a great, uh, a great point. Like you should, when you've been comfortable too long, you should start feeling uncomfortable. You should start feeling uncomfortable in your comfort zone. Again, not to say that you don't, you shouldn't have time of rest. You shouldn't have time to, to regroup and recover in that comfort zone. But if I stayed in, and I did stayed in my comfort zone for nine out of the 12 months of 2020, I started to panic because I've been here too long. I haven't, I haven't done anything in nine months. I've, I need, I need something more. Dude, me and my wife went through the same thing in our relationship to give people a tie into relationship. You know, we got together when we were 16. We got engaged when we were 18, 19. Like we got married when we were 21. So we were young super in love and so love like just like basic like hardcore love carried us for so long and so when we were so young that we just we just loved each other man. right but guess what is we're getting older you need more you there has to be more than just our love yep. and we both were raised really well so we understood this and god was still in the middle of our relationship but not in the sense of like 
not living up to our our potential and our ex, what our expectation should have been. And so as we're growing, right, when we were young, it was just like, dude, I just love you. So it's cool, man. I just love you. Yeah. But like we're growing in our careers. We're growing in other areas of our life. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you're a little different than I thought you were. I, it's cool. I still love you. You know what I mean? Not in a bad way. I'm right. just saying like, wow, I didn't know that about you're, you. You're a little and, different than I knew. Yeah, because we're growing, dude. Because yeah. like we're, we're working in our own careers that grow us and we, we each gain more perspective on life and different outlooks. And so as we're doing this, right, we still love each other, but you're still, guess what? You're, there's some, there's some separation there. And so what, what, what do you have to do? What was uncomfortable for us? Like coming back and being like, okay, yeah, I still love you too. I still love you too. But like, let's get, let's, we know we both have that, that, that pull of uncomfortableness that there's gotta be more. There's yeah. got to be there's there's an expectation we both have that we're trying to figure out that we should be leveling up on this. And for us it was that okay, that that uncomfortableness for us was actually sitting down together and studying digging in the Bible or praying yeah. together, not just cuz we're both Christians, we both go to church together. We both do all these things, we both believe all these things. But together we weren't intertwining that to be more powerful. And to, and to grow together. And so it was just that next level of like, okay, this is really uncomfortable for us, but it is the growth factor we need in the relationship. So finding that uncomfortable actually, and it's still uncomfortable right. too, but, but exponential and accelerated growth because of, because of that uncomfortable, I'm talking like massive growth in a relationship yep. because of coming together and doing things that are uncomfortable. Well, and that's, so again, going back to why why do we do the things we do? There's a reason that weddings are done in a church. There's yes. A wedding, yes. There's a reason that weddings are done by a preacher because that's supposed to be a symbolic representation of God. Yeah. It is not a, a group. It is not a, a pairing of two people. It is that, but it's a grouping of you as a pair and God. Yes. And it's a triangle, right? Yep. So so the 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 part where what you're talking about, right? 16, 16 years, love has been all that's kept us together. But we've found that that discomfort of, you know what? We actually need to be, if we both start moving towards God in yeah. that triangle, naturally the sides of the triangle get, get smaller, right? We get closer to each other as we draw closer to God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, isn't that crazy? I mean, it's, it's basic geometry, but I mean, I mean yeah. but, if, but it's a fact of, of, you're going to want more. Like we as people want more, right? You want to accomplish more. You want to raise in your job. You want more. For for us, it was that we want. We know there's more for this relationship. Yep. We know there's more we're supposed to be doing because we both have a calling for it and we're, we both acknowledged it. And so acknowledging the, that wanting of more was the first step of it. You know what I mean? Like God was putting things on her heart. God was putting things on my heart that happened to be the same thing working towards that same goal and working up the lines of the triangle. Yep. And uncomfortable, but man, just do it. You got to let go. It goes back to the first podcast me and Jared did together about breaking down some walls of vulnerability. Yep. And you feel like you're giving up power when you're breaking down some walls of vulnerability. But again, you're actually not. You're not actually giving up the power whatsoever. You're, you're giving up some pride which is totally different than giving up power, but you're actually gaining um, 
power. And when I say power, I'm not saying like you're controlling like life. Like we've like we're talking right. about giving control. I'm just saying like you're you're gaining power in the sense of self. So so and here's here's a, a, a analogy metaphor analogy. I still get those two confused. Um, that just came to me, right? Okay. So when you say break down those walls, break mm-hmm. down those mm-hmm. those walls. The only reason you would have a wall between you is if you weren't on the same team. Yeah. Right? So you and Amy, me and Kaylee, whatever, we're on the same team. So taking down that wall of vulnerability, now once I take down that wall, I can see what's behind it. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you see the things that, that I'm strong in, or stronger with differently than I see them in myself. But once I take down that wall... You can see them, and we can be stronger together as a team because that wall is not blocking anything anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason you have a wall in in relationships is because you're not on the same team. Now, that's not to say just like walking to them, and, yeah. and, and you might not even time. know you're not on the same team, right? You know what I mean? Like, because your marriage might not necessarily be in, on the rocks. You know what I mean? But, but there's might, those things but, that you don't know. But there's things. Blind ex- spots. Exactly. And so by truly, you know, being on the same team, yeah, no no wall there. And now you're not, you might be, you might have been on the same, so a different analogy. You might have been on the same team, but you might have been, one might have been on the practice squad on the other side of the court, and one might have been on the varsity squad playing on the other side of the court. Well, we need to put on the same jerseys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to be yeah. playing together. So. Working towards that same goal. Like I said, there's no, I mean, just to, nothing happens without discomfort. Nothing, you don't grow without, I want to say discontentment, but, but once you're, once you're no longer content Mm -hmm. where you're at, once you're no longer comfortable with where you're at, that's when you're pushed into, okay, I got to do something. What is that something I need to do? I need to step out of that comfort zone somewhere so that I can yeah, grow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Not going to be easy. It's going to feel weird. Shit. It's going to pull at you. It's going to stretch you because, you know, I mean, the transparency thing, the vulnerability thing is is always going to be challenging for anyone. You know what I mean? Especially as you – and that that's part of this uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. Is, is That's a huge part. And that's why it's funny how things line up because that's what we talked about in the first podcast. And right. It pulls over – and play such a big application into what we're talking today about being uncomfortable. Super interesting. It's a passion area. It's a passion area. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're pumped because, uh, I mean, we're working on some cool things um, to bring you guys to, Jared and I. Um, and uh, obviously some of these podcasts, like we, we mix it up here on the Live Beyond Average podcast. We have some pretty low-key, fun hunt talks where we're just chilling. And then we like to dive into more of these serious type uncomfortable um, conversations because hey yeah they're uncomfortable for us too they're passionate to us but it's uncomfortable to bring stuff up but but we know it's a it's a way to relate um, and we know it's important because it ties into your guys's life too because we know that things that we go through in our life that we're not the only ones going through it we know that you guys are going through certain things right now too and that you might have picked off a sentence or two in here that really connected with you that made you enter and unlock a different level of thinking that's going to bring about more self-awareness, that's going to 
help you step into a new zone of uncomfortable uncomfortability. Big words, challenging to say sometimes, but it it it, it, it just it's gonna hopefully unlock some new areas for you. So I just want to leave with, with this, um, and and one of the pastors at our church uh, talked about this this weekend in terms of um, our Christ, our Christian walk. You know, it's not that we're there yet. It's not that that we're there telling you to come on. It's we're walking down this journey together. Right. Um, so yeah. even as we talk about some of these these hard, um, uncomfortable areas, I mean, think about how many times throughout this that I've questioned my own. I don't want to say intelligence, but I've, I've questioned my own thought within the same, right? Funny that you say that because like, I've done the same thing. I don't, I don't know the difference between analogy and metaphor. Well, I probably do, but, but why do I feel the need to question myself in front of, right? Just say what you need to say. Yep. But, yep. but again, it's not that we're there. It's not that we've reached the finish line. We're on this journey together. We just might be a little bit further ahead in one aspect than the other. And that's okay. And we might be further behind in other aspects right. than some of you. I'm I'm 20 pounds overweight right now. Thank you 2020. But <laughs> it's I mean we all I know are in that I know that I can I, I'm further behind in my fitness journey than than Jordan is. But at the same time, like you know, maybe some of this emotional intelligence, emotional awareness type stuff, I'm a little bit further ahead. Yeah. And it's okay. Yep. Because we know how to rely on each other and and to find that group of people that that we can share that common interest that we can grow together. And we're supposed to be growing together. Like, it's actually biblical. Right. Like, God talks about how plans without cancel, without counsel, cancel. (laughs) Plans without counsel fail. Right. You know what I mean? And and that when two or more people are in a room, that, you know, in his name, that he's there. You know what I mean? So it's like, that stuff is actually, like, we're, we're not supposed to be alone. Right. Like, 2020 was about isolation and aloneness. Like... We're tying some of those things in. We're supposed to be doing what we're doing right now in that it's hard because there's always times of, am I qualified? Am I, why, why am I doing this? I, I'm not really necessarily worthy to do this. Am I qualified to speak about this? Well, guess what, guys? You don't have to be an expert to make impact. Right. But you should be obedient to what you're supposed to be doing. And so... Just remember that as you're going into some of these things that maybe you're holding yourself back on because you don't necessarily feel worthy. You don't feel like an expert or you don't feel like you're qualified. Sometimes it doesn't always matter. You need to get started and then you need to finish because you don't have to be an expert to make an impact. I can't top that. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, you guys. Always tough subjects sometimes, like the uncomfortable ones, but we're glad we could express it. Um, and I'm sure we'll look back on this too and, and look at ways what we could improve how we communicate with you guys. But we're right here with you um, when it comes to bettering ourselves and improving and being uncomfortable and that we want to encourage you to jump on the journey with us to continue to grow because it's going to be awesome. Great things are happening for everyone in 2021 if you choose to take action. So have a great rest of your day. If uh, you you love the podcast and you want to share it with somebody from a small business aspect, always huge. We love to share. Tag us on an Instagram story and uh, follow along our journey and share your journey with us as well. We'll talk to you later. See ya.